0: Hi folks, Chocolate Yoda here, spelled Y-O-D-D-A-H, because film studios are litigious. And as always, my titles come from songs or films, in this case, a song. Back in 2002, Chad Kroger did a solo project for the Spider-Man film soundtrack. And um, he uh, did a song with uh, Josie Scott. I think Chad Kroger wrote the song entirely, but he might have written it with someone else. But it was sort of a supergroup that he put together. And uh, the song is called Hero. I I know that for some reason, Nickelback catches a lot of heat. I I don't know why people hate bands. Seems like a weird thing to do either like their music or you don't. What's, what's the big deal? And, you know, Nickelback happens to be, despite all the hype, a hugely successful band. They've, they've sold millions and millions of records and toured all over the world. And this year, 2023, uh, got inducted into the Canadian Hall of Fame. And um, the Canadian, uh, I believe, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, um, you know, this is a band that's been around, I think they formed in 1995. So whatever all the hype is, whatever all the hate is, I don't get it. Um, I've heard a couple of their songs. They seemed fine to me, but Hero, uh, stands out a little bit for me. And, uh, there's, uh, the, the opening line of the song which is where the title of my talk comes from is i'm so high i can hear heaven that's kind of interesting and then he repeats it i'm so high i can hear heaven then he then he changes the the direction of the song immediately cuz you know that opening line that could be anything it could be a love song um it, it could be a drug song it could be a lot of things but he he lets us know that there's a tone change right away. He says, Woe but heaven, no heaven, don't hear me. That kind of says a lot in a little, right? It speaks of despair. It speaks of sadness and perhaps even desperation or depression. You know, but, you know, you can interpret that a lot of ways, I suppose. Now they go on to the chorus right away, but then coming out of the chorus... And I think this is the line uh, that Josie Scott sings. Someone told me love would all save us. But how can that be? Look what love gave us a world full of killing and blood spilling. That world never came. And to me, that's kind of a deep line. Um, and it, started me thinking about my life. And maybe it's the holidays. I don't like the holidays. You know, uh, I suppose sometimes since I don't enjoy certain things, it, it, it kind of can bother me at times when people get over the top about these things. It's like, oh, the calendar says it's time to do stuff. You know, I made comments previously about, not living my life based on what the calendar tells me I'm supposed to do. And this is one of those things. Okay, it's the holiday season. Why? Because we said so. And what does that mean? You've got to do certain things. You've got to buy stuff. You've got to give stuff. You've got to visit people that you don't talk to all year long. But it's the holidays. And then our pretense is going to fall apart pretty quickly during dinner because it's going to become painfully obvious that we don't really like each other. <laughs> but we're family. So what did this line make me think of? Because, you know, basically, you know, you have these, these thoughts in a nanosecond, but they take a while to explain, right? So when I read the lyric someone told me love would all save us. How can that be? Look what love gave us. A world full of killing and blood spilling. That won't, That world never came. It, it reminded me of, um, you know, the, all the propaganda that we get hit with. And this happens in every country. This is not unique to America. Uh, but in America, the propaganda basically is that money will save you, right? And I was one of those people who for a time was out chasing money and it was never fulfilling and I made money and I I was never rich never even came close to that I I uh, but I made money I was living comfortably um, for a time for 10 and a half years uh, I was with my second ex-wife and our combined income was nice it was again not rich but more than enough to go to restaurants whenever we felt like it, take a vacation or two per year and just have a decent life. We, we weren't struggling financially at all. We were quite comfortable, if I might speak for her. So I spent a lot of time and energy chasing this thing that I was told would save me. It would change everything. It would make me happy. It would make me Essentially, a better person. Go out and make money. Don't be part of the have nots, be part of the haves. Keep up with the Joneses. There's so many metaphors that one could apply to this situation, but I realized eventually that it was all nonsense. I've said this before, I'll say it again. On my best day, I feel no smarter than a talking monkey. And that is in no way, shape, or form meant to denigrate monkeys. I find them quite amazing, actually. And I probably should apologize for lumping myself in with them. But I think I'm smart enough to see what's in front of my face over and over and over again. And that is the obvious fact that money cannot make you happy. If it could, everyone with money would be happy. Isn't that a simple equation? Isn't that a simple proof? Okay, you're telling me money's going to make me happy, but I'm looking at all these people with money, and they're still not happy. You know, think of the horrible things that have happened to wealthy people. You know, John Travolta, one of one of the most successful actors in American history financially. He, uh, while he was filming Saturday Night Fever, um, his girlfriend—I want to say Diane Hyland—I I'm, I'm, might be wrong about the, her name—but um, she was um, significantly older than him. But they were in a relationship. I don't even know why I mentioned the age difference. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just a stupid fact. Sometimes these things bubble into my head and spill out of my mouth for no reason. (laughs) But anyway, um, if you look at some of the scenes in Saturday Night Fever when Tony Monero was supposed to be sad, that was John Travolta extremely sad because he was flying back and forth between New York and California to be by her bedside while she was dying, and then she died during filming. And I sincerely doubt that he consoled himself by looking at his paycheck for the film. And then years later, he married Kelly Preston. They had children. Uh, I know one son named Jet. He died at 17. And he had health issues throughout his whole life. When he died, do you think John Travolta consulted his bank account and felt better? And then years after that, his wife Kelly died of cancer. And again, do you think he looked around and said, well, at least I live in a mansion. It's okay that my wife, who I love and had children with, has, has died. I'm rich. You know, sometimes when you hear these things, when, oh, money can make you happy, think it through. Think it all the way through. Apply it to real life situations and see if what they're saying is true. All that money can do is address money issues. So, bills, you can pay for your life. And if you're lucky, you can have lots of options for your lifestyle, right? Because the the basis of money is about eating. Money equals food every day. And if you're lucky, more food than you need. Like, that's how I know that even though I'm broke, which is to mean that at the end of every month, I start over again the next month because I don't have money saved up. I'm trying I'm, I'm trying to make some changes so that I can have money actually saved up so I don't have this disastrous living on a razor's edge kind of situation. But I still eat every day, and I obviously eat more than I need to because I'm fat. That's the evidence. That's the evidence that I'm living a solidly first-world experience because I'm fat. So food is not an issue. That's what money means. I sleep indoors because money gives me the option to do that. And it's a luxury to sleep indoors. Don't think so? Ask a homeless person. So that's what money does. That's it. Money is for money issues. And where American culture gets it wrong is that they try to instill the love of money in you at an early age. See, money is not evil. Money is not the root of all evil. That's not what the Bible says. And yes, I'm an atheist, but I know the Bible exists, and I have read most of it. That Old Testament is real hard to get through. It, it slogs in a lot of areas, but there's enough murder and mayhem to keep you entertained, and of course sex. And deviant sex at that, too. But in his letter to the Corinthians, Timothy wrote that the love of money is the root of all evil. And what is he describing? Greed. And despite what Gordon Gecko said, greed is not good. Greed does not work. Greed is destructive and corrosive. And that's what America encourages people to indulge in. Love money. Love money. It'll make everything better. And then by the time you figure out that that's not true, sometimes it's too late. And and I mean that in a very specific context. Sometimes if you spent your whole life chasing money and then come to the end of it to realize, oh, wow, this didn't make me happy after all, you might not have time to do anything different. You might, and that's a wonderful thing if you do, but you might not. You might not have any time to course correct. I did a little bit, but there's a price to pay for that. There's a price to pay for every decision that you make. And I made a decision to get out of the rat race back in 2020. And I think it was a good decision for me, but it also had some consequences to it. I don't have those benefits. I don't have those perks. I don't have quote-unquote security. And, of course, the word security is not absolute in the context of corporate America because they can let you go at any time for any reason, and most of those reasons are the stock price needs to go up so the shareholders can buy another yacht. But there's a level of security to a steady paycheck, so to speak. But anyway, that's all the stuff I thought of. <laughs> when I heard I can hear heaven um, so yeah but anyway that's all for now that's my story and I am sticking to it peace love and granola talk to you soon <sighs>